<laughs> I was like, when I said, let's get the bass going, I was opening up quick time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the button just in time, though, so we're good. What an 11th hour uh, guy you are. I, I love it. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, we're rocking out to the Guardians of the Galaxy news. Oh, so on the nose there, Chris, yeah. but I appreciate yeah. it. Well, there's twice. There's two things, okay? That's why we're going to go with it. Uh, Resident Evil reboots itself. Uh, Ooh, and it a franchise <laughs> itself right in the ass. <laughs> right, a franchise that will not stay dead, uh, if you will. <laughs> What if season finale is reviewed by us, your hosts, mm-hmm. and more? And uh, uh, this is going to be a, a bizarre segue. I'll see if you know where I'm going here, Chris. Uh, speaking of things going up asses, uh, they are <laughs> rebooting uh, that 70s show, and they're calling it that 90s show. And the only reason I use that weird segue is I didn't realize this when I first read the headline, but it's actually like a sequel series yes. to that 70s show. So Red Foreman and uh, Kitty are coming back and they're bring. I think Donna might be coming back as well. I don't really know if this is going to be like a small, like niche series where it's only going to be like 10 episodes, like most shows are now. But I was like, at first I was like, Oh, this is boring. They're just making that 90 show, but like, Oh, they're bringing the characters back. This will be interesting. And then, you know, red Foreman always like threatening people with boots up butts. So, uh, that was kind of exciting when I learned the, uh, in depth, well, this could have gone several ways. I thought maybe you were talking Thanos uh, for a little bit there, that Ant-Man thing. But uh, but here's here's why this is funny to me, because it seems everyone in the goddamn world has forgotten about that 80s show, which was which had one oh, season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, mind you, the um, the the show uh, it was like it's like the they were cousins to each other. But the main lead was Glenn Howerton, who is known for his time in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, AP Bio, which is really yep. good if you have a peacock. Yeah, so I believe that show was like early 2000s, maybe. Um, but was no, that – was it technically connected to that 70s yes. show? Like did the – was wasn't the the hippie character with the long hair did he cross over between the two i don't remember you mean you mean um tommy chong uh from cheech and chong yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i was trying to remember his character's name of the show but i couldn't remember yeah i don't know um i believe there was still the record club but i mean since it's like 10 years later i just know the main character um eric foreman right in in that 70s show is uh was first cousins with glenn howerton's character um, oh, okay. So that's how they connect. Yeah, that's it. how they can, But I don't think the show's ever crossed over uh, in and of themselves. So, but um, yes, that 90s show, again, just jump another decade uh, into it. Um, it, was, it would, I guess, would be what, 20 years uh, since that show ended? Do we- yeah, I think that I think the time lines up pretty well. And also, I was doing some. Uh, I was doing some nostalgia exploration in my head. And I think if I read the. Uh, the description, right? I think it's supposed to be set in 95, which 
I think is right around the time of like personal computers like really hitting. So I'm already expecting Red Foreman to get angry at a computer and like throw it out a window oh, yeah. or something like that. So uh, yeah, so that's my weird uh, that's my weird, weird segue from talking about Resident Evil reboots itself. Well, there we go. That's fun. Well, <laughs> that'll tie into Netflix, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, I believe I'm highlighting something. I don't know. So was that Netflix? Yeah, that was Netflix. Okay, great. Because I am absolutely, I've not I've not jumped on that bandwagon yet. But that's because I have currently have run completely out of time to die, Mike. There there is <laughs> no more time to die. 18 months later, there is finally some time to die uh, from when uh, the James Bond movie uh, was released. And I got to go watch it on Friday in theaters. I was um, going to say hashtag blessed, if you will. <laughs> um, a co-worker of mine, Scott, um, he is a Bond fanatic. He he is... Um, he he's our uh, create um, our, our graphic designer, sixty uh, year old. He's he's seen all the Bond movies. Um, was very excited to go get someone to go watch this movie with him, and I was very excited to go watch it. So we went and watched uh, J- Bond twenty five, No Time to Die in theaters. And I'm going to preface this with a story I, I believe I've said on the show and told multiple people. The first James Bond movie I ever actively saw was Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, I played GoldenEye. I played the other games, but I never watched them. I never had access to any James Bond movie until Casino Royale. Um, so it's nothing. So this is a, a franchise, as we use the phrase, Mike. We're not precious uh, with James mm-hmm. Bond here. I don't believe you are. Um, no, not really. I am not either. But um, watching the now five Daniel Craig movies in a row is, is very interesting to see a more connected through line than they've ever had before, right? We're in the era of cinematic universes, if you will. Mm. So, um I uh this is this is very much a James Bond movie. I will <laughs> I will give it that. Like they they don't um they don't shy away from that and it's very connected to Spectre, which is the movie right before this. So if you've not watched mm-hmm. Spectre recently, because that movie was what, four or five years ago now? Um I recommend you watch that before jumping in to this one. Um, now it does tie. There are there are homages to older Bond films. There are ties even to the original casino, the first Casino Royale, and uh, the Quantum of Solace. Um, was that what I say? Skyfall, Spectre, than this one. So yeah, I uh, if you're if you like James Bond movies, you're gonna. I recommend you go watch this one. It's great to watch it in theaters. Uh, this is. Uh, it was a good time. I had a good time, Mike. So um, I don't want to give anything away because people mm-hmm. are very picky about their James Bond spoilers. And, you know, we've waited a long time. There's been an extended delays and delays and delays on this movie to finally reach the theaters. But it looks like it's going to be the number one box office movie of the year um, as more people hopefully get vaccinated and more theaters open up to more yeah, seating. It, it all, you know, we're all in this, like, you know, asterisk uh, pandemic uh, box office environment. But I did see a headline earlier today before we recorded that this bond is underperforming compared to other bonds that have come out, which makes sense. I think it was, yeah. I think it was coming in at like maybe 60 million domestic for the weekend. Right. And the last one was around 70. I think Casino Royale might've been around like 80 or 90 possibly. So, you know, it's a pandemic marketplace. Uh, but I would say the, uh, maybe the appetite for this specific bond franchise is starting to wane you know mm-hmm. i think people are always kind of looking forward to the next fresh take on bond but uh well, yeah. yeah i'll, I'll, I, I'll I, check out no time to die at some point in time yeah i i think i think the this one if the allures of anything is that is it, it is definitively the end of daniel craig's era right like he has said mm-hmm. he's not doing this anymore they're not going to bring him back they're going to reboot it and I, honestly they've not announced anything and that, i think that's the biggest question mark right like 
who's next, what's next down this thing. And will any of these characters return? I know there was kind of like a soft reboot because um, Judy Dench started in like what? Uh, not Goldeneye, was it? Maybe it was Goldeneye. She was M uh, in the uh, Pierce Brosnan yeah, era. She, mm-hmm. And then um, she was M in this one as well, kind of connecting them. But like that theory that James Bond is a, a code name to whoever, whoever is you know this 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 character is that rumor is also thrown out the window in this one as well so um. <laughs> well i i always thought it was funny when i was doing that uh, pierce brosnan and james bond watch is uh he's a secret agent but he's so secret that the normal people out in the world just don't know his name huh. so when he goes up to the villain to kind of like meet him in disguise as like oh i'm a colonel right he'll be like oh what's your name it's like oh i'm J- my name's james bond i'm a colonel but it's just like i feel like you shouldn't be throwing around your code name that even people in the office you know call you by because this is like the easiest way to suss you out as a spy so i guess that's just the uh the pure hubris of bond where he's like i can do anything that i want i can tell anybody my name because i'm so good at my job exactly yeah and and there i will tell you mike uh for for since you love that there's i think one moment like that in this movie where you're like he's been so off the grid and but he says his name like that like he's never took a secret name i'm like that's 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 James Bond for you, man. He's just there. But mm-hmm. um, you jumped into one of my um, favorite James Gunn movies. It looks like after this, yeah. Um, a shout out to NBC's Peacock. Um, if even if you don't want to pay for a subscription, they have a, a treasure trove of kind of like horror movies for the holiday season over on Peacock. Mm-hmm. And it's great because the streaming service is still in its infancy, so they don't want to scare away people with a lot of ads yet. So, uh, for instance, I think on Slither, I didn't get a single ad past the halfway point of the movie. And even then, the ad, you only get, like, maybe two ads. So for an entire, like, you know, you know, two-hour film, you might only see, like maybe six to eight ads total. And unlike when you catch them on cable, they always backload all the ads, right? Because they know you're trying to finish the movie. So they just try to throw all the ads that you want at you. So yeah, I just have a free Peacock service. And I didn't realize NBC, Peacock, Universal, Comcast, Conglomerate, I didn't realize they own the IP to so many classic horror movies. They have like the Jasons, the Michael Myers, the Freddy Kruegers, the Child's Play. They just have like all of the classics. So like if you're trying to find a place to watch all these iconic horror characters, you got to head over to to Peacock because they're just all there. I think they call it Peacocktober. Uh, on there, that like, is the worst page. fucking name I've ever <laughs> heard before. Like, I I I, uh, I applaud them for having this collection, but I I want to walk into their marketing but, department and slap them across the face. But go on. This 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 is one thing that I do have to say. I think Netflix is missing, even though Netflix also does you know kind of categorical like playlists and stuff. They don't have any like splashy landing pages. So kind of when I click into the Peacocktober, I get like this big graphic at the top that's like shattered glass and it shows Chucky and like Jason and all these other horror people on there and then it's all black and they have all this orange text and it's just like oh this is kind of cool I kind of feel like I'm in the season like browsing my scary movies or whatever um so I'll just I'll just say a shout out to that uh I think um HBO Max does that a little bit as well mm-hmm. so uh th- that's a that's a plus one for a streaming competition but over on Peacock I finally got to watch Slither which is a uh, one of James Gunn's first movies. I don't know if it's his first feature film or what exactly the the lineage is there, but it's kind of one of his earlier movies, uh, definitely lower budget, Nathan Fillion, um, 
Uh, my, what's my, her, Michael Rooker, uh, the chick from uh, The yeah. Office. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, which was his ex-wife. Uh, well, ex-wife now. Pam from The Office. And yeah. then I can't think of the... Uh, Elizabeth Banks that's yeah, yeah. who is kind of like the, the main lead in there and it was just it was like wild it was like exactly what you think James Gunn would make but it, I, I'm trying to imagine people watching this for the first time not knowing who James Gunn is now right like this seems totally up his alley and it's like weird Michael Rooker is in like this crazy like like slug makeup monster makeup and everything and then they cut to kind of some lower budget CG but they try to like meld it together yeah. there's like these cheesy jokes there's like it kind of transforms into like a weird zombie movie and there's like the the thing that like hooked me into the movie right was I was I mean I was gonna watch it anyway James Gunn Nathan Fillion like you know you've got the classic like James Gunn dialogue throughout it but about halfway through the movie you get this just hilariously bloated woman that's like full of slugs and she literally fills the entire barn it's like almost like a cartoon right it's like this this creature could not exist or survive in any way and it's just like a face it's like when you see people do the exaggerated drawings of like kingpin in the spider verse he's like this big burly thing with just a circular head like just imagine that to the extreme and i was like oh this is wild i'm loving this so it's just a really cheesy, like, fun movie, totally from the mind of uh, James Gunn. So go check out Slither on Peacock, yeah. you know, with free a couple the, ads on there. But I, it got me into the it got me into the spook this, season. This is a movie before I knew who James Gunn was. I just enjoyed this film for it, it, it's. Um, it feels like B movie schlock, but with you know a mm. little bit of a higher sheen to it. Really, yeah, uh, you can tell he's doing it because he wants to do it that way. It's very intentional. Yeah, so like it, it is, it, and it's got like I think it, I was having a conversation about this. Like, you know, it, when you have a bad movie and everyone in it doesn't want to be in the movie, you can tell. But everyone in here was like really having a good time and like kind of being sold on the idea, right? Like this is yeah. this is we are having fun. This is completely batshit crazy. But like it's very very gross. Um, it kind of reminds me of that. Um, what was that movie um, with uh, like the the faculty? Do you remember the faculty uh, movie? Yep, mm-hmm. it was very similar to the faculty and kind of like premise. But like this is like so B movie. Of course, it's like some sort of you know out backwoods country town that's infected. And like you said, <laughs> it remind the uh, the lady reminded me of it reminds me of the Willy Wonka movie where she gets blown up. Violet turns oh, into the the yeah, blueberry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just. It's gross. It's awful. It's so much fun. Uh, and then, like I said, it's got the the James Gunn usuals, if you will. Um, yeah. I think everybody, everybody, like you said in the movie, understands the assignment. And then, <laughs> uh, uh, super fan Jim reached out, and he was asking us for kind of like our top three horror movies of the season and then also our our candy recommendations. So I think we're gonna give that a little closer uh, to to uh, Halloween to kind of really vibe with the season. But we're mulling it over our heads, and I'm curious maybe now if uh, Slither is going to kind of be in my uh, in my in recommendation your, now. In your wheelhouse, but, yeah. yeah. W- wild time. And, you know, to use wild to segue to the next thing, I mentioned this last week. I'm definitely not ahead of the trend. You know, I feel like it took me forever to finish this, and I was trying to avoid spoilers for weeks now. Uh, finally finished Squid Game. What a what a wild trip. You gotta You got to watch this for many reasons right not just because like the the story is just kind of like nutty and crazy but like i do not indulge very often in kind of like foreign television right you know maybe sometimes like a foreign movie right if it gets enough buzz enough popularity you know usually if it's like dramatic and sentimental enough it'll like you know wind up as an oscar nominee and then like oh you know i you know i gotta watch that i gotta watch all the nominees but like squid games like it seems like something that would have just been made by a by like like a western you know television 
television studio. But, you know, it just it's coming out of Korea and, you know, it just shows my ignorance. I didn't know they had such uh, cinematic like television chops over there. Yeah. Just a wild show. It's crazy. I love the story. Um the, the dubbed English did not bother me, even though I'm already kind of starting to see the subs versus dubs argument over the show. Uh, we, we were literally getting a brunch slash lunch yesterday, and in the restaurant, we were hearing a family at the table next to us talking about Squid Game, and they were just, like, talking to each other, recommending it to somebody else at their table. It was like, no, 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 you gotta turn the dubs off. You gotta turn the subtitles on and listen to the Korean. The best part of the show is listening to the Korean, and I'm just like, this dad is going crazy trying to convince this person to listen to it in Korean. I think you can enjoy it any way you want to enjoy it, yeah. but I, I enjoyed the dub. I thought the I thought the voice actors were really great. Story's wild. Um, I'm I was I was uh, no spoilers but I was shocked that there's potential for more out of this like there could be a season two that you know could be a prequel it could be a sequel there there seem to carve out a lot of elements that you could you continue the story through and I thought it was really funny that like Netflix put out a statement of just like oh yeah there could possibly be more there could be a season two we're exploring it and it's just like this show has been like number one and has only been growing and like trending like literally everywhere all of the clothes that they wear in the show are selling out all over the internet because this is going to be the number one Halloween costume across the globe right Right now you're gonna make more you would be idiotic not to try to get more out of squid game so uh uh go put in the work it's not even work it's great you'll you'll enjoy it well, you're gonna be getting more squid game in the future anyway so make sure you're prepared and you're in the zeitgeist and you know what everyone's talking about so correct me if i'm wrong um this was released originally on Netflix, but I think it was produced before Netflix even knew what it was going to be kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, they it, purchased I've it been, after it was I've been like trying to dive into the story. The problem was is the problem is, is all of these headlines were hitting the Internet while I was in the middle of watching it. And I was so yeah. worried about spoilers that I didn't click through to anything. So now I'm just like, I want to find all those articles again and learn more about Squid Game. But like I had just finished it the other day. So like now I got to like research and go back and look at all this production. The only thing I know about it is the creator of the show was shopping this idea around for a long time and nobody yeah. wanted to make it. So I don't know if a Korean studio decided they wanted to make it and then they sold it to Netflix or maybe like, I'm sure there's a Korean like office, uh, there's a Korean Netflix office, you know, and then maybe they approached them. I'm not exactly sure of the origin, but it seems like this creator has had this idea for a while. So I'm sure that they are ecstatic. Yeah. That, like, look, look, I look at how good my idea was and all you passed on it. Yeah. And I assume that's probably why, again, there's no hey, we're working on season two simply because they didn't expect it to be this big. It's been in the it's been in that realm of like the the writer, director, whoever worked on it for so long. Like he's like, I don't know yet. Like maybe if you sell me a big enough check, but like, you know, it took me a while to get here. I want to make sure round two is, yeah. is what I want it to be. And yeah. And and one big news story that's kind of coming out of this is the the success of Squid Game on Netflix is elevating other like native Japanese and Korean shows that are already on Netflix. Like there's um there's a show called like Alice in not Alice in Wonderland. It's like a pun. Alice in something land. I don't remember what it is, but I believe it was a Punderland? It was either a Japan Yeah, it was like a <laughs> Korean or Japanese show. And I think Borderland. that one is 
Borderland, that's what it was. That, so that one's getting a lot more eyeballs on it now. And then there's another one as well. So like there's an appetite of people who are just like, yeah, I want to watch more of this. So well, I just thought that was really cool it, because I'm not I'm not a person that usually seeks like, you know, kind of like foreign entertainment because I have the luxury of being in a Western audience and like 90% of the entertainment's already made for me to begin with. So I don't usually have to go out and find it. But now this is kind of get, gets me a little bit excited to go out and like maybe find some new stuff. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I think I think this started um, a couple years ago with uh, that uh, TV show Parasite or movie Parasite that won a lot of awards. Oh yeah, because that won all. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I, I I watched a lot of South Korean film. Um, there was The Host, which is the you know the monster film from back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really familiar with South Korean. They have a lot of really good stuff. It's just. Um, it's sometimes hard to find some of those things uh, easily accessible in America, right? Like uh, uh-huh. um, we, we, we talked about anime on here because obviously we are the two people who know the most about anime and manga <laughs> in the world. Yes, of course. Um, those those are our characters we're playing today. But like, you know, getting access to that, some of that stuff's not easy, right? Uh, so hopefully this makes, you know, maybe more international content easily available or is purchased mm-hmm. by, you know, services we already have access to over here. Because yeah. I think that would but- be that would be huge. Yeah, but before we transition to our our next topic of talking about the open beta of Battlefield 2042, I have a conspiracy theory that whenever I don't play Call of Duty Warzone for a while and I boot into a lobby, they give me easier lobbies to try to hook their hooks into me all over again because like I played two Warzone games before the the Battlefield open beta was ready and I was like I'm doing really good I'm getting way more kills than I ever get in this game I'm coming in like fourth place eighth place like top 10 every time like what's going on here I'm just like they're doing this on purpose they know Battlefield's coming out they know I haven't been on this game in a while they're trying to they're trying to keep me on their platform Mm -hmm. uh, because I I played and I think you played as well a little bit of the Battlefield open beta yes yes I did I played um, a lot uh, Thursday um, a little Friday and uh, some, I believe, Saturday night. Yeah, last night. Um, I'm a Battlefield uh, long, long lifer, if you will. Battlefield mm-hmm. Two for PC was like my first PC game I ever played when we hit college because that came out about '05. And um, yeah, they had a lot of expansions back when you used to buy like you know again the disc expansions for the game stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, played a lot of Battlefield Two, Three, Bad Company, Four, One, Five. These these numbers are specifically out of order. Um, but like, you know, Battlefield 2042 seems to be like a, another kind of push forward for the, for the genre. It's not World War II. They didn't go back to the Vietnam War. They went forward in, in time. And while this game, um, this beta was, you know, fun, there are a couple things I'm not like, I'm not completely sold on yet. Um, the, gl- the graphics were extremely glitchy in moments for me, Mike. I don't know if you had any moments of like seizure inducing yeah. flashes <laughs> or or like the face texture not loading yeah. in all the way like oh man that's wild yeah. face dude and, and i don't know how like you can uh, you can adjust your gun attachments in game live and i don't feel like i had enough time to actually learn what any of them do so i felt like i was mm. just going to my default one all the time because i'm like i don't know what any of this does right now um and there's no really there's no way to tell but i mean I'm looking forward to getting it. Again, on, on my uh, next-gen consoles, I have 128-player lobbies, which mm-hmm. is massive. I mean, we were playing 128-player lobbies in the beta, and I'm like I, every time I turned around, there was somebody there. It, it was always something going on, and it felt like the tide of the map was always swaying one direction or other, and there was no time to kind of breathe. Um, but I will tell you, flying – I agree with you, Mike. Flying the vehicles is nigh impossible. <sighs> 
So. Oh my God! Like they're giving you a hundred percent freedom, as if this airplane was real, and like they give you all three hundred and sixty degrees, every dimension that you could go. But like that means like I get like halfway to a rotation, I'm already tanking right towards the ground, and I don't know how to right myself. I'm sure people that know how to use it can do some of the coolest shit that you'll ever see, like in a video game, mm-hmm. right? Because they have total control over it. But I'm just like I can barely fly the helicopter in a war zone, and that won't even let me go upside down. So, uh, yeah, the yeah. learning curve seems to be a little steep. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to be diving into Battlefield uh, 2042 uh, when it comes out. Um, because, I mean, I'm going be, to be getting a brand new Warzone map here in November, mm-hmm. and I already know how to play that game. So we'll yeah. see how it I, goes, I guess. I will tell you that the thing I like about Battlefield, I like their game modes better than I like the current Battle Royale modes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you work to, like, you work together as a team, you capture points, you hold points, you get you know, you lose less tickets, you know, on your, on your meter, which is like one of my favorite kind of modes. Like it's not d- dependent necessarily on like surviving rings, but like I, I can see them adding a battle Royale mode down, down, down the pipeline, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's fun. I just, I want, I want more. I'm thankfully uh, with my Xbox game pass, I, I get this game for free. Um, oh, that'll be nice. So uh, I will, I can, I can feel good playing it without, you know, having to, dive the full $60 into it or 70 for PlayStation five games because you know, Whew. fuck you. That's why is what I'm feeling. <laughs> um, Mike, Mike's heard my, I, I was able to get my disc PlayStation five and all I want to do is get ghost of Tsushima, but it's $60 for the PS five version or $70 for the PS five version. I think, and I'm like, this is asinine. So um, I'm, I'm trying to find a, a cheap disc copy I can play with. So cross my fingers. All right, well, we've, we've talked long enough. We, we, have, we have spent most of this episode talking about other stuff. Let's jump into the news. First things first, next weekend is DC's Fandome, Mike. Um, this is uh, this is essentially DC's Comic-Con makeup event from last year, right? We didn't think we were going to mm-hmm. get a lot. You had to buy an online ticket, I think, to, to get in there. Now this will be everywhere, YouTube, Twitch, online streaming. You can watch it wherever you want. Um, and we're expecting content from The Batman, Peacemaker, the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, Gotham Knights, Black Adam, and hopefully all those HBO shows are supposedly working on that we've seen absolutely nothing for yet. So um, I'm very excited for this, Mike. Like, like I want to see trailers. I want to see costumes. Give me the concept yeah. art. Like we're ready I, to go. I feel like that. I feel like this is going to be a lot different this year because last year felt very much like a reaction to the pandemic. You know, how do we get this news out there? Comic-Con's not going to be here this year. we got to make our own thing. And I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, we didn't tune into everything. I'm sure there were some super fans that really uh, dove into it, right? But uh, this seems like they've had a lot more time to plan it out. seems like DC fandom is now here to stay in some aspects. So... Uh, yeah, I kept I kept seeing things that we're gonna be getting a uh, the Batman trailer. Yes. you know I see I'm seeing that already pre hyped, so uh, I, I'm prepared. Yeah, the Batman. I mean, you showed me um, what some the Batman Lego sets uh, that were being <laughs> yeah, released. It, yeah, now forever uh, Batman Lego sets are tainted because they're making like these Lego Batman that are supposed to you know be attributed to these like broody serious PG thirteen movies, and I can't not see Will Arnett's Batman from the Lego Batman movie. So I think that's just really fun. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then um, yeah, I, I expect to see some reveals. The the Riddler, maybe our first look at the Riddler, um, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So I'm, I'm very excited for the Batman. I know Black Adam, uh, that movie that I never thought was actually going to get made, starring The Rock, is, you know, rap filming, and they're going to have some teaser footage for that, showing Hawkman and some of the other villains. Um, what's uh, Pierce Brosnan, James Bond himself, is in that movie as uh, Dr. Fate. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the biggest thing here, I'm I'm maybe expecting again the the video game world is is huge with Suicide Squad kills the Justice League and Gotham Knights, but I'm expecting maybe the Injustice Three, Mike. We've seen some leaks about oh, Injustice okay. Three, um, mm-hmm. kind of being out there. I would expect the first announcement kind of to drop as well for that. So, um, yeah. Anything else you want to see? I mean, I'm just I'm stoked. I don't know what to expect, and I think that's the best part about it. Um, I think th- this is less specific to one particular movie, but I would love to see a strategy articulated, right? What does the future of like the DC Cinematic Universe look like? Uh, maybe a, a Flash teaser trailer, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, because they, they've been fl- they've been filming a little bit. Just g- give me a little bit of like direction, like just what do I expect for like the next like five or six years of, of DC? What am I uh, what what am I attaching myself to? Do I want to be on this bandwagon or not? Yeah, ex- yeah, I I hundred percent agree. Do they know what they're doing? Um, will this you know Ben Affleck said he filmed it. He had a good time filming his parts in that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I want to see. I want to know what's going on with that movie. I think that there's a big question mark. Aquaman two, I'm kind of less interested in, right? Like I feel, I feel that's a safe, safe movie. Um, so, yeah, bring it on, bring on the fandom. We'll be there. At the top of the show, we mentioned the Resident Evil trailer, and it's called Welcome to Raccoon City. I thought this was a Netflix movie, but I was wrong <laughs> because it's a Netflix TV show coming out. So I was half in the the mindset. But this looks like they're just going balls to the wall, um, Resident Evil video game mode rather than the the uh, initial franchise mode that they they did with uh, what's her name? Um, can't think of the actress's name. Uh, but uh, this this looks like um, when we talk about you know Slither being a B movie with Sheen, this looks like a mm. C movie with no Sheen. Yeah, <laughs> just just to be clear, because it's very confusing, because we talk about a lot of different live action or even series of Resident Evil stuff. This is the Resident Evil movie. This is coming to theaters. The 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 tagline even says like theaters November twenty fourth. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. There's real people in this. This is not highly polished CG. Yep. Uh, so that's what this is. Which it's all very strange because it seems like they're trying to launch a new franchise. Because in this trailer, it looks like they're combining a little bit of Resident Evil two, the video game, One where they two, go to yeah. Raccoon City. But also there seems to be clips when they're going into the mansion, and even the iconic shot of the first time you see a zombie in the first Resident Evil game, where it's on the floor, then it slowly like works, looks up to the side. I think that that imagery is even incorporated into the first Resident Evil like logo, like the splash mm-hmm. screen. So it, I don't know if they're like conflating two timelines together or what exactly well, they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, well, they have all the, all <laughs> four characters from the first two games in here as well. Like Chris and Claire Redfield, Leon Kennedy. And I forget who the other one mm-hmm. is. So like they, they are, they are mixing and matching their stuff, but like it feels more like a bad video game. Uh, yeah. I think that's the really the story out of this trailer of just like, it, it looks like you're seeing like, like lower tier streaming budgets with like the, the graphics uh, or I guess the CG. I'm saying yeah. graphics cause I keep thinking a video game in my head. Uh, nothing looks com- particularly compelling out of here. Right. It's not like, I, it's not like I'm seeing some sort of like visionary directing style. It just looks like very just straightforward of just like, Oh, we need somebody to make kind of like a, um, a resident evil mm-hmm. movie. Just hire anybody. It doesn't matter. We don't want any flair or anything. I could be, I would love to be totally wrong. And this is just a weird yeah. wild movie, but this honestly looks like it's, we're already at failure to uh, launch this uh, franchise. Well, there are bad video game movies that have personal. This, this makes me think of doom, uh, with the rock and, um, 
what's his name uh carl urban right in terms of graphics effect and that, that movie was like what oh six oh seven um mm-hmm. so like the fact that you know there's no like big names like attached to this uh like you know there's no draw into it right now like even the main actress who, who seems to be the one who's guiding the story doesn't feel compelling enough in this trailer alone so um i did watch the international trailer as well which removes the um four non-blonde song what's going on and has like a little mm-hmm. more of a moody intro it's it i want i want good things from resident evil we're getting a lot of resident evil right now um but i'm not feeling i'm not feeling this one mike i, don't, I think this might be a wait till it's streaming kind of movie uh, yeah i i agree <laughs> so um yeah don't don't and yeah, it, it's Sony Pictures Entertainment. So the last uh, the last time we heard about streaming rights to Sony stuff is uh, Netflix, Netflix yeah. but uh, I, that deal is technically not done yet. So I don't know if this will be streaming on Netflix next year, and I don't know how long it's going to take. I I fully expect within like thirty to sixty days this will be right on something. Uh, so if not if not sooner, so yeah, don't expect a a live review from us on that one, folks. We'll we'll keep you posted. If you're not on the Timothy Chalamet bandwagon, you just need to get out of my life. I, I don't need that negativity because he is an amazing young actor, Mike. Uh, he, he's up and coming, and he has been cast to play, it looks to be a prequel Willy Wonka here. Uh, and we got our first image earlier today. This was earlier today, Mike. Uh, hot off the presses here. Um, and if I was to give him anything, I would rate him today's date 10 out of 10. Uh, because he's Man, Chris, I didn't expect. I didn't know you were such a, a Timothy Chalamet. I fan. am. I mean, I mean, look at him. Look at him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is a young Willy Wonka. He's got his, you know, his big top hat on. Hey, his his uh, looks like a, a crushed velvet coat, if you will. But she shouldn't be wearing out in the snow. Um, and <laughs> and uh, he looks very very. I would say modern hipster, right? If I if I was to walk down to it, uh, <laughs> this looks like a man who could be walking down the sidewalk in Brooklyn in December. Yeah, exactly. So very much so. I, this looks. I don't I have no idea what the story is. It's probably not going to be a very good story uh, on Willy Wonka, but I do love the actor. Uh, I did want to say, call out that he will be in two movies on the same day at the end of this month. He is the lead Paul Atreides in the upcoming Dune movie, which mm-hmm. will be on HBO Max and in theaters. And he was also on that same day in Wes Anderson's The French Connection. Um, coming out that same day mm-hmm. uh which i'm very excited to see both of those movies actually so um yeah i'm excited i, I, I i'm not about willie wonka i'm excited about I timothy chalamet french dispatch the french dispatch the french yeah there it is sorry french dispatch yeah the wes anderson film which when you watch mm-hmm. the trailer is very much 110 percent wes anderson through mm-hmm. and through so um yeah i'm i'm excited i mean um in terms of seeing the actor not in terms about seeing another willie wonka prequel or not another but a <laughs> willie wonka prequel but um yeah. Any any thoughts on this, Mike? I mean, I mean, I I mean, I guess even though I'm I'm usually not a prequel fan in general, I suppose the most interesting part about Willy Wonka as a character probably would have been how did he get to how he got to right? You know, we only get to meet him as the eccentric dude that's mm-hmm. trying to give away his whole empire. So I I suppose building the Candy Empire could be very yeah. interesting. Where did he get well. those uh, little singing dudes who make all this chocolate? Oh yeah, how do you approach that? Yeah, is this just gonna be? Are they just gonna gloss over it like the the house elves in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. where they're just totally slaves? Well, those those, uh, those books by Roald Dahl are really really weird. Uh, is Roald Dahl right? Who, who did that? I believe. Yeah yeah yeah. And also the whole Roald Dahl like library, all of that IP yeah. was just bought by uh, Netflix recently. Yeah. So anything that was I available, I think, was bought by Netflix. 
Yeah, so you'll be you'll be seeing a lot more Roll Doll here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be a Willy Wonka like animated show uh-huh. for uh, kids coming down the line. Of I I like can that. see them t- doing a sequel to the first movie um, that's not connected to this kind of thing. Like, oh, like you know, mm-hmm. Charlie's Chocolate Empire, or whatever whatever mm-hmm. they call it. Um, I really like. You know what? Yeah, go ahead. Go like really high concept premium streaming series and give me like a succession. Uh, version of Charlie where like Charlie's now trying to give it away but Charlie has kids like a nasty family they're all vying for his like candy kingdom that he inherited and then there's like backstabbing and betrayal and comas the, they won't go that way but that would be absolutely hilarious that, that would be that's that's the way you want you want it to go is it so <laughs> yes I love succession like we never talk about it on this show because there's hardly any crossover with succession and superhero stuff but that the third season of succession comes back I think in like a week on HBO max and I'm gonna be all over yeah it. well there there you go that's that's the way to do it yeah I think <laughs> I think um you know um again as, as an actor I think it's great you know the, the prequel could be fun there, there are books based on this stuff. Um, but yeah, I was, I was trying to think of what the other, uh, Roald Dahl thing I was watching, but I really, really enjoy the original, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or is it, yeah, is that the, the Gene Wilder one? Um, yeah. I really enjoy that movie, so, not that this is tied to that, but I, I like that, my memories of that are great and feels, feels good, so. There you go, take a look at that Wonka photo in our show notes, where we put all of our stuff. Shout out to a listener of the show, Adam Nemec. Adam, you're a good friend. I like Adam. He played Fortnite with me this weekend. Uh, he is a he's our Ghostbusters stan, if you will. Anytime we say anything wrong about Ghostbusters, he is the first person to correct me uh, every week. Uh, even if we say something slightly wrong, he will correct me, and I applaud him for that because if you, if you got something, you stick to it, man. Um, he uh, did inform me that they did a surprise screening of Ghostbusters Afterlife at New York Comic Con panel for this movie this weekend. So it, why not? They got it. Yeah. It's been sitting on a hard drive forever now. Yeah. They're just like, we, we got to, we unfortunately put it on a mechanical hard drive and this is just like how you can't leave your car in the yeah. garage for too long during the pandemic. We got it. We just got to get the disc spinning. We got to play it for somebody or it's exactly. just all going to disappear. Exactly. Um, and, uh, he said that he, he, he planned on going and seeing the panel, but he didn't go. And then they got the surprise screen. So he's a little, little bummed out for this movie coming out next <laughs> month. But, um, I mean, that's, that is one of the cool parts about going to, to different comic conventions of any kind. Mm-hmm. You were, there is a risk slash reward, um, for everything out there. And sometimes going to the right panel can lead to watching movies. Sometimes it can be, um, you know, seeing footage that, you know, you don't see anywhere else. Uh, other times meeting actors you you've never met before so um keep keep, if you're next time you're at a high profile comic-con keep an eye out for tv show panels yeah and tv shows that are premiering for the first time because panels only have a certain amount of time that they're allowed to hold the room and it's very easy to show the season premiere of a tv show because you know best case scenario it's only like 22 minutes long and then there's plenty of time left over for Q and A. even if it's like you know uh, a 40 minute show you can squeeze in a little q a at the end so yeah keep an eye out for like series premiere panels well, at comic book conventions one of the c2e2s i went to with adam was there actually uh and um, we sat down at this book panel like it was just like a I think it might have been like a uh, uh, was it Ray books or something like that I forget who it is but it was literally the panel where they announced that Disney was killing off the expanded Star Wars books and they're creating new <laughs> ones and we were like 
at the time we didn't realize how much of an impact that was because we didn't expect yeah. it at the panel. But they were like, "Yeah, there's no more uh, EU Star Wars books. We're making all new ones going forward to fit in the canon." And we we're like, "Oh, this is interesting." So, um, yeah, you never know what you're going to learn at a panel or meet. Um, I remember my first uh, C2E2, I met Chris Hemsworth uh, before the Thor movie even dropped out or come out yet, and I was we were like, "Who is this guy?" Why is why is he seven foot tall and I have to look up at him? So he's only the biggest deal in the world now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then my um, twenty twelve C two E two is my favorite one because it, you get to see Avengers a week and a half or two weeks early uh, before every all you other plebeians got to see it. Haha. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a good time. But yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that the lesson of this is if you're at a comic con um, that has any weight behind it and it has a panel uh, again, TV shows, movies, don't if you like. If you want to go to it, go to it. You never know what you're going to get out of those. So, mm-hmm. so good for them. Uh, without any details, I'm going to talk about the Obi-Wan show here. Because apparently, <laughs> um, a couple things. It could arrive before Andor. Hopefully, maybe before Star Wars Day 2022. Wouldn't that be a pretty hot drop to watch Kenobi on, uh, yeah, on May 4th? Yeah, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, uh, I read this description of an epic Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader fight planned for this series. And not knowing how many episodes this is, this sounds like it could be like the whole episode kind of fight. Like, not one of those, like oh, you know, we, we slash sabers a couple times and we're done. Uh-huh. It's like a huge fight that could, you know, be involve a lot of force powers and lightsabers, which I know it's you're a like big fan a, of. It's like they used to call it like a bottle episode, right, where let's stick to one location so we don't have to change things up too much. You know, we can just focus on the story. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, one location, but just lightsabers the whole time. They're not even going to say anything. Just slash lightsabers. We- I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like that's pretty epic, and maybe it could possibly inform the only other lightsaber fight that we get to see in the uh, in the, in the chronological order after this show, right, when yep. they finally meet up. Is it on the – this just – Yeah, it's, this is it's on the Death Star. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was on the Death Star or if it was on one of the um, on one of the stars. Yeah, no, because they're like but... they're, they're like that's no moon, and then they get tractor beamed into it. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Ewan McGregor gets kind of like a pretty serious injury mm. uh, during the fight, the... which explains like why his why his uh, lightsaber it... fighting style slows down so it, much. You know, it, well, it can all, it's also from my understanding is that this is like Obi Wan. This is before he went into like hermit mode, like cut himself off from the force kind of deal. So yes, like mm. this is going to be like a powered up Obi-Wan kind of thing. Hopefully maybe not the height of his powers, but like still like, Hey, no, 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 cut your legs off. I had the high ground kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing though, speaking of Andor uh, out here in Los Angeles today, every once in a while we get sky riding in the sky. You know, somebody hires a plane to go up there and like, I don't know, confess their love to somebody or we even have one time. The like, <laughs> exactly. If they're pulling a banner, there was a comedian one time who got a bunch of money together just to do a skywriting joke where he had the plane just write, how do I land? So whenever they're skywriting up there, you always got to take a look. And there was one today when we were driving down the freeway, we saw the letters lie being spelled. First letter A, second letter N, third letter D. And they were like, oh, are they spelling my wife's name, Andy? And then the fourth letter was an O, so it was Ando, and I'm like, oh, where is this going? Is this Andor viral marketing? Because the cloud, the 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 writing was kind of above where like Disney is over in Burbank. So I was like, this would be weird. I haven't heard anything about Andor. I don't know why they'd be still in the sky. And then it stops at Ando, and then they make a heart. So we're just left with the, this perplexed message of Ando heart. I don't even know what that. I don't even know what that means, but I was, I was this close to Andor viral marketing, and I was about to be angry. I was like, "Don't put that in the sky." See, if you if you put the emoji heart in here, it looks like an R mic. 
<laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe, maybe they know. love Andor. No, uh, but we don't have any news on Andor, sadly. But yeah, I mean, we they know what we want in Obi Wan show, right? We want to see him fight, not be uh, an old crazy guy who's like uh, he who's who's who thought hiding was changing his name from Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. to Old Ben Kenobi. Uh, would work so he sounds like a bond is that a bond move is that like is that is that it sounds like it but anyway moving along this is what i was talking about jamming out the guardians of the galaxy the video game that was dropping at the end of this month uh released a soundtrack of licensed music that will be in the game and normally when you think about licensed music in a game you're thinking like what one or two songs maybe five mm-hmm. tops no they went all they went balls out on this mic like to the wall they got motley this Crue. Basi- this is basically guitar here yeah they got motley Crue, rick astley even aha take on me kiss etc this is um this is truly a star lord playlist like this this is in the ep- the echelons of um, his his awesome mix, right? Um, yeah, this would be. I'm gonna there. have to expand my custom Spotify playlist because I made my own playlist where I pulled in the Guardians soundtrack, the Guardians Two, Guardians the Ride soundtrack from uh, from Disneyland. So I'm gonna have to pull this one in there too, and I'm just gonna have a beefy playlist. Yeah, there was a Guardians of the Galaxy game um, that came out. It was one of those like it's not point and click, but it's like the, the kind of like the passive one, right? Like where you kind of like. Uh, it moves and you kind of just like gauge the language, like the dialogue along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had some really good bangers in it too. Um, but like this, this soundtrack, I actually uh, listened to the soundtrack while I was writing the notes today. Uh, I just put mm-hmm. it on random. We got wake me up before you go, go holding out for a hero, Mike, your yeah, song. Bonnie Tyler. I saw yeah. that like, yeah, right from the game. Yeah. Trailer. Yeah. Blue oyster cult. Don't worry. Be ha- this is just a fantastic soundtrack, and that makes me that much more excited for the game, uh, if I was to be honest with you guys. So, um, the other thing is, uh, there's a video clip. I didn't link it yet. I'll link it whenever this goes live. Is they actually use actual dogs for the motion capture for Cosmo? So they put dogs in little uh, motion tracking suits with the balls uh, to get the Cosmo <laughs> actions rather than just animating it regularly, which I thought was really funny. Um, That's always a fun day at work when when dogs get brought in. Yeah, exactly. When you, when you got, I was like, I actually shared it with my wife. I was like, uh, if, if anything's gonna get you excited to watch me play this game, it's it's they actually use dogs to do Cosmo, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty funny. And then um, lastly, it comes out October twenty fifth. I'm pretty sure. Uh, gotta double check that date. There's a single player game, no microtransactions. So if you're very worried about you know putting more money into a game or you don't want to or you like oh, i gotta play multiplayer this is nothing like the avengers game that came out for marvel this is more akin to the spider-man and the miles morales game that came out mm-hmm. so um one pro- one by one and done so i'm pretty excited for this mike this is this is up there on my my video game list for the for the fall because as we know holidays are great for video games so hopefully i can get this knock this out beat it before halo drops in december so um, yeah, are you thinking about getting that? I, I've, I've never actually asked you. Yeah, it, it, it might be on the list. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see. I'm a I'm slightly hesitant just because it's like just Star Lord. So I'm like, if they really highly polished this game from a shooting mechanic point of view, like, because that's essentially what this has to be. It's it's a shooter game because that's the main weapon he has. Mm-hmm. So if they made a really really good shooter game that just kind of has that lives in the Guardians of the Galaxy world, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have to see if it, they did a good job yeah for my understanding is again third person uh and then you can give the other guardians like commands along the way like you know attack or defender or, or whatever so um yeah I'll, we'll definitely probably get some more um 
actual uh, reviews because it's out in like what two weeks now I guess this this game has snuck up on us uh, it might be the 26 yes so yeah we'll, we'll do that on the flip side of that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is getting some hot rumors uh, Will Poulter familiar with this guy his actor I, I just looked him up I know his face 100% for sure and I looked at his IMDB I haven't seen anything that he's in are you like, really uh, I, yeah like uh, I think We Are the Millers might be his most kind of like mainstream movie uh and i've never seen it but i know what it is you know mm-hmm. um it looks like he was in some narnia movies too and i, yeah, I technically might have seen those but it's not like I yeah i think he was much younger <laughs> than that he he's known for the maze being in the maze runner movies which mm. is kind of outside where it says but um the the other one like his big was uh, black mirror bandersnatch the interactive oh i guess i did i yeah i watched that i guess i didn't remember he was in it yeah okay yeah and then um uh, there was something else i saw oh uh, midsummer uh, he was in Midsummer as well. Okay. So he, he he's an up and coming actor. Um, you know, um, not young, but but he can look young. He look older, but he is rumored to be the lead for Adam Warlock in the upcoming uh, Guardians Three. Kind of strange because I mean, like he's a he's kind of like a scrawnier dude, right? I mean, and isn't Adam Warlock kind of like he's not like buff, but he's he's built like within the comic he, he, books. in the comic books. He, he yeah, he would be as as again to reference always a golden god, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, looking at the golden people we saw in the Guardians two, right? They they're not really that buff. Uh, maybe maybe he's more akin to that race than the comic book version. Yeah, or or who knows? I mean, if if they if they think if uh, Gunn really thinks he is the perfect fit for the role, you know, they could just be going kind of like the reverse kind of Chris Evans as Captain America, right? Mm-hmm. You know, take the scrawny guy and make him buff, and also like he's gonna be like gold the entire time, probably like floating around doing magic and stuff. He's probably gonna be CG most of the time anyway, so maybe. Maybe it doesn't really matter the the body, but yeah. like I said, I I don't really know the guy that he could be buff, he could be massive by now, and I don't even know it. Yeah, uh, they 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 had that workout situation down at Over Marvel, and you know Camille Nanjiani, they he he like he doesn't like to talk That's about true. it, but you know he he did do if a good K- job of that. If Kumail can do it, I don't see why Will Poulter couldn't. Exactly, but um again, this was teased at the end of Guardians two, and Will Poulter he was also in the Amazon Lord of the Rings movie or TV series, but he dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. Now, if you were to drop out of Lord of the Rings, there's not other many other properties you should go to, right? Because that's yeah, kind of like... exactly. So I feel like that might be like, oh, yeah, if he was in, in early negotiations for, for Marvel, um, yeah, that's where the money would be, kind of rather than, than Lord of the Rings. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully we'll get some announcements. Um, Disney uh, Disney Plus Investor Day or whatever it's called, Disney Plus Day is coming up in... Uh, Stream, yeah, Streaming Day or whatever they're calling it. Yeah, it's that. November. I think uh, it's about a month out. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted. And other things we might get announced that uh, that day are uh, these very rumored uh, Disney Plus spinoff shows because mm-hmm. everybody's getting a spinoff over at Marvel right now. Uh, Monica Rambeau's rumored. The Ten Rings are rumored. That one seems pretty likely, actually. Uh, and then Agatha Harkness uh, spinoff was rumored, and that seems to be the strongest contender at this point. That was a big... Big. I think there was even like a Hollywood Reporter had an article on it. Yeah, that was getting like Variety, Deadline, Headlines. And, and if you're making it to those publications, you're kind of outside of the rumor mill now. Yeah. And it's somebody within the industry is talking to somebody who is working in the industry. It's not just like some geek blog that has like a good track record of guessing this stuff. Yeah. So. It, it, and it, it seems like Agatha uh, is going to be is going to be coming around again. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that that's a pretty good one. Um, I think the biggest disappointment here was that there was a what if um, Star Lord was T'Challa spinoff in the works uh, before 
the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, I, I can't believe how much of him was in that What If as a season. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Chadwick Boseman. And he just, as a voice actor, he just nailed it. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, that that's going to be a, 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 missed, a missed voice in the, in the universe as a whole. So... Um, but yeah, I, of these again, Agatha Harkness seems the strongest. I, Ten Rings, I, I'd actually prefer that as a TV show rather than a movie. Uh, if I was to be honest, after watching Shang Chi, um, but uh, we could go either way, really. I think Monica yeah, Rambeau feels the weirdest. Yeah, it seems like you kind of you gotta watch her. You gotta watch her next movie, right? Because yeah. like she's already been spun off into the Marvels yep. uh, movie. So I guess we gotta wait and see how that transpires. Um, I'm always like hesitant, right, to get excited for these spinoffs before like I've really seen much of the character. Like we did get, we did get some Monica Rambeau in uh, WandaVision, and she got her moment where she had her powers, but yeah. we don't really know a whole lot about the character just yet. Um, I guess maybe more what? than most. Maybe maybe it's just been a while since I've seen WandaVision. I got to download more uh, more Monica Rambeau yeah. back into my brain. That's true. Well, we talked about this, I think, in depth last week about the character Echo getting a spinoff, and we're like, we don't even know who Echo is at this point, or or what she does in this world. So yeah, we're we're, we're actually still surprisingly still in the fresh kind of baby smell stage of uh marvel over on um disney plus right like we're just getting around to airing all of the shows that were initially announced right you know we're gonna get hawkeye here soon then once hawkeye is kind of out of the gate i think we we were finally through i guess quote unquote phase one of marvel disney and then we're moving on to the next stuff yeah so it seems like they they planned out all those for one year of release and then the next three that we know of will be starting next year. Yeah. So I think uh, I think Miss um, Marvel is really going to kind of give us an idea. Mm. Of what's the long term strategy with brand new characters? Well, that I, I I'm actually leaning heavily more to Moon Knight. If I'm going to be honest, I think I think Miss Marvel is great because she's gonna also, but she's also going to the Marvels. Moon Knight, mm-hmm. we have no idea where he's going next. Um, I'm going to guess Blade, uh, which I forgot to put in here. Oh, my gosh. We'll put that in here as the next topic, Mike. Um, but um, I, I, Moon Knight, to me, is like the biggest question mark. Like, what do you do with him? Where, where does he come yeah. from? Is he even a, powered? A lot, a lot of world building to come out of that, too, right? Uh, especially with uh, with Agatha. Like, if, if I had any, like, nitpicks when it comes to WandaVision and Agatha in general is – they don't really explain a whole lot about witches and magic, you know, in like the American past, right? You know, she's kind of supposed to be coming out of this like Salem time period. And it's just like, oh yeah, there's just magic, right? And it's just like, okay, well we know magic kind of exists within this Doctor Strange realm, but it's all seem it all seems to have been attached to kind of like these uh, wizards and warlocks and stuff. And now we're kind of getting into colonial witches. And it's like we, they just kind of like almost shrugged it off of just like, oh, it's just here and it exists. Like they're like I've, I've brought up this idea on the show before of just like nothing fantastical ever happened in like the world of the MCU on planet Earth. Right. Until Tony Stark put on the suit. Right. Mm-hmm. And went out and started to become a hero. And then that made this domino domino effect happen where more heroes came out of the world work, where Nick Fury started pulling these things together because he started to notice, like, oh, we're going to need these heroes. Things are starting to seem weird, right? But now we have to go back and say, no, 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 there was lots of weird stuff and fantastical stuff already happening. We just never got to see it. And it's not like it would be hard to believe, but it's just like we have been taught within the MCU that nothing really special happened until Tony Stark came around and then the domino effect. Right. Well, so, you know, yeah, I, I guess you kind of got to find a way to like 
get in there and kind of explain. There it, are, right? I would say, some forgivable ones like Captain America. Um, seems to be pretty okay, you know, to be something mm. that's pre Iron Man that was fantastical, right? Like, and then um, the other one that's kind of uh, is Captain Marvel, um, because the, what's weird about those those are like we have military secrets, right? They can like, oh, we've been keeping this undercover by the military and the government yeah, for years. and it's relatively easy yeah. to keep under the cover, right? You have a whole military industrial complex to hide yeah. it, but like how did people not know witches were like yeah. doing magic, you know, like in Salem? Like it, it, it seems like that should be in the, yeah. like there's no, there's no pre, there's no super early version of shield. Right. That's like going to like Massachusetts. Right. And covering this up. Yeah, it, like, exactly. And, and again, my, as much as we, we enjoy WandaVision, I think Agatha is like the weakest link of that episode or that series, because why was she in the town where Wanda just happened to go crazy and have a breakdown at and build this reality, right? Like, yeah. why, like, what was she there? And I think that's, you know, again, early MC, Marvel and television that's just like, we have to get through this story, so we're just not going to, we're yeah. going to wash I it mean, over. Cat- yeah, Catherine Hahn was great. Yeah. Uh, her her performance was amazing. Uh, it was it was definitely surprising to see another witch on the screen. But I think we were all kind of expecting maybe more of a connection to something we've seen. Like yeah. I thought we might see like a post credit scene where like maybe Mordo maybe didn't send her there, mm-hmm. but maybe Mordo like gave I- her gave her like a tip or something. Like oh, you know, I, I got word that you know this is all gonna happen down in this town or something like that. Right. Well, the other part of that is I thought about that we've not heard any updates on the ending of that series being updated with that one little interesting shadow or watermark on oh, yeah the, the 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 tree gate yeah, or something yeah what are we calling yeah that? whatever that was i was thinking about that actually earlier this week i'm like we've not heard anything talk about that since then i wonder if that's still there um uh, but talk about a blip on the radar of of things but um yeah i um yeah, Agatha Harkness, I, if they're going to do anything, I guess they could talk about, you know, what she did over the hundred years, that several hundred years where she just didn't age, apparently, and had purple magic instead. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I suppose this is an opportunity, right, yeah. to go back and explain, like, the Salem Witch Trials and her, yeah. you know, her quest for more magic in, in a little bit more thorough yeah. detail. Or, but, like, because I, I think going forward, I, I'd have to see what Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness does with these characters, because I just don't see her, you know, doing anything... Um, going forward like she doesn't seem like a threat to the world at large she just was after the scarlet witch in that moment mm-hmm. thankfully so anyways back to the thing i forgot to put in the show notes blade was accidentally release date was quote unquote accidentally released by the marvel brazil account the official account mm-hmm. um they said it was october 2022 uh fun fact there is no october 2022 date on the disney calendar now that october date was pushed to 2023 so I believe mm-hmm. Blade will be released October 2023, like we have hypothesized for the past two years. We've known this movie was going to exist. So yeah. also they're not even they're not even filming it, right? Yep. Like even um, even movies that are coming out next year, even later in the year, we've gotten at least like a couple like set shots, right? Like we've seen a little bit of what the next Black Panther movie looks like because we have a little bit of the set there. Uh, nothing, yeah. nothing on a blade uh, just yet. But October does seem right. Like what, what a perfect month to drop blade in there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that would be great. I mean, um, I, I, again, I don't think this, if they film this starting now, they could probably do it, but I don't believe this movie's filming anytime soon. I don't even know if we have a script yet for this. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see Blade. If I was going to be honest, I would like to, to, yeah. to check it out. Yeah. I mean, this is just a whole other example of how are we expanding 
the Marvel universe, right? You know, have vampires always been around? Yeah. Are they just showing up now due to a, like a multiversal shift? Well, you know, maybe they a, mentioned maybe it on Loki. Of, yeah, maybe Blade would be out of a Blade would be out of a job, right? Mm. If the multiverse never broke, yeah. Because he's just like, I'd love to kill some vampires, yeah. but they don't exist. Oh wait, wait a minute! Now vampires exist. I'm gonna go kill. Yeah, them. the ca- I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how. Well, it's right. The the the, the, <laughs> the I mean, the idea was like the TVA was was trimming vampires and stuff like that, apparently. But like yeah. that was a drop, kind of like how Captain America and Civil War was like, oh, Stephen Strange. And it was like, oh my uh, God, Doctor Strange. Uh, so yeah, we got some uh, we got some opportunities here for them to tell a story and tell a spooky story next October, and hopefully beat all those Venom uh, yeah. box office ne- dates. Next next October. Yeah, two next, next two October. years out. Now, mind you, we could be wrong and get six Marvel movies next year, but I don't believe that happening <laughs> for one second. So that that'd be that'd be intense. I think they're sticking to financial quarters. If they, if Disney if Disney as a corporation can put out a, a, a high-profile streaming series and a high-profile movie every quarter, I, I'm sure their investors and their board of directors will uh, mm-hmm. be changing their pants. Yep, because they're doing four, and then Spider-Man doesn't count as ours, so that is the fifth one, sadly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more of this and learn more about Blade. And uh, Again, I think he um, he's not the last one, but he's like one of the, I guess the, the, the final endings, I guess of that phase four, we talked about it at comic con. Mm-hmm. He was like the last yep. thing we have, what Eternals, Dr. Strange two, Um, and that, that's it, right? Was it? Yeah. I mean, we, we're still, we're still waiting for some kernel of fantastic four news. Uh, I, I need something because I cannot see the photoshops of John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic mm-hmm. anymore. Well, I just I can't I can't stand it. They need to announce something so I can stop seeing. But it. that that's also wasn't part of our announcements. Uh, weirdly enough, that was uh, that was the other one. Um, I'm trying to think. Black Panther, Thor: Love and Thunder. Thor was the other one that they announced mm-hmm. at, at, at our Comic Con. The other thing, everything else was announced later. So. All right, well, in that regard, Mike, we are about to jump into the last bit of the episode where we talk about what if the season finale, what if the Watcher broke his oath. If you've not seen it, uh, step away. We will be talking about the season as a whole as well. So if you haven't seen it, get out. I would like to uh, offer a a different title for this episode of uh, what if they didn't air one of the episodes (laughs) and you wonder why is Tony Stark in this weird mech armor that doesn't look the same? Uh, Why is uh, Gamora teaming up with them? Mm -hmm. And why are we acting like we've seen this episode already? This is very much um, one of the the weirdest things of of this, this episode because you want to see more. This is the episode that we, we talked about being cut due to the pandemic, right? Uh, yeah. What if? Yeah, I told. Yeah, I totally, I totally yeah. understand. It. Yeah. Well, the episode was we, and we've been teased this. What if Tony Stark went to Sakar, right? Like even on like stuff we shared it personally. Like that was one of the episode titles because he's in that Hulkbuster armor with the Sakar and paint, right? The blue teal paint, mm-hmm. and obviously Gamora. Uh, killed Thanos because she's melting down the Infinity Gauntlet and they have yeah, the Infinity and ha- Crusher. And she has that double that double kind of sword yeah. thing. And she's got an Infinity Stone destroying device. Like literally mm-hmm. the whole premise of this episode is built around her having that device and yeah. we, we get like nothing the- on it. I think they called it a crusher, Yeah, the right? Infinity Crusher. That, which was strange because it's not really a crusher. It was more like a grinder, like an mm-hmm. angle grinder or something. So yeah. I don't I don't know what the deal is. It looked like, like a okay. rock. It looked like a rock crusher that you drop the rocks in and it grinds the rocks together. But yeah, I, no, it, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. It, it looked like a it looked like a gigantic beard trimmer uh-huh. for some sort of celestial. I don't right. know. So <laughs> one of the things I hate most about this episode is why the goddamn hell would you get Killmonger in here? 
um, of all the characters you could pulled out of the of this season, right? Every episode I think was referenced at some point, right? Um, mm-hmm. But Killmonger is the worst of all the people here. Uh, he doesn't want to play long. He wants the Infinity Stones for himself. So my thought process is to rationalize this, Mike, is that maybe the Watcher knew Killmonger would be the person to put the stones in stasis so Doctor Strange could freeze them in time. Um, yeah. Because other than that, he is the worst character out of all this, and I hate watching. Yeah, them. I was like, like the Watcher was going around and picking up people. I was like, why, why, why him? Mm-hmm. Like you've you've watched his episode just like we did. Yeah. You can't trust him at all. Yeah. So I think that the reason why he's like he knew he would try to steal the stones, and that would cause the conflict to freeze them and and, and prevent this 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 bubble from happening. Um, overall. Um, just an okay finale, I think. I think I like the last episode a little better uh, at the end of it. But I did enjoy the action scenes in this. Um, it was very fun to see. Uh, as much as I hate the first episode, not hate, don't care for the first episode of Captain Carter, it's fun to see her version of Civil War happen. Or not Civil War, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier happen. Where she's like, well, what about the guy in accounting? Like that whole conversation on the boat. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really fun, and that her her rapport with Black Widow was really really cool um, hmm. to to bring that. Together. I thought it I thought it was pretty entertaining watching uh, the Watcher show up just on the horizon or in the sky. Like people were just going about their day, and then all of a sudden there's just like big bald head baby man, yeah. just like I am here for you. I, I thought that was kind of entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Party Thor was back. I think he's just kind of infectious, just in general. It's just yeah. fun to watch Chris Hemsworth uh, act a fool yeah. uh, behind a microphone. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of strange, right? Because, like, the stakes within the Marvel Cinematic Universe have never been higher, right? Even if you even if you talk about Thanos uh, snapping his uh, fingers and wiping off half of the life across the universe, right? That's still lower stakes than uh, Vision slash Ultron, whatever you want to call it. Destroying everybody. <laughs> destroying the multiverses, yeah. right? You Like, I don't know how the stakes could ever get any higher than destroying everything everything like literally everything by the definition everything right so it's just strange seeing something so high stake kind of in a like an animated uh format right and also on disney plus it's just kind of like oh welcome to uh marvel's what if where everything's made up in the points i was was saying at the same time i could feel like you could skip this and nothing would have changed in the mcu at large yeah unless the unless some of the rumors pan out and we do get to see peggy carter return but, but, or i guess um the actress but in, in live but that action. doesn't matter like you could watch them and none of the show would really matter at the end of the yeah, day yeah but it would have yeah. a little bit of background of like oh why why is Haley atwell back and yeah. why is she dressed like captain america right, right yep but yeah it does like and, and this is kind of what i brought up last week and also with like star wars visions right like all of these like these uh, like one-off anthology shows, they're fun, right? You know, we have a good time. It's 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 creative to see what if. But at the end of the day, like, like you know, it just it doesn't really uh, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it feels weird. I feel like I'm being a contradictory, um, unacceptable nerd, right? Like, no, 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 don't give me this unless it matters. But at the same time, like, well, if it, if it's not really leading laddering up to your cinematic well, universe, I, I feel less in, I feel less invested. Well, I say don't 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 hype us up that it is actually part of the MCU is my thing. Like mm-hmm. if they said, Hey, we got these one-off shorts. We're going to show you they're non-consequential, but we, we had some fun making them. I think the, mm-hmm. the idea behind them would be different, but since we got out of the series that was Loki that dealt with the multiverse and high stakes and like a lot of fun and like, Hey, here's some opportunity to be wild and crazy. The show wasn't wild and crazy. It was just kind yeah. of okay. 
that yeah i would say that actually is a little bit of an issue right i think we all expected this animated show to like almost be part two of loki season one and unfortunately loki season one left us with a cliffhanger and almost no resolution mm-hmm. right i would say that's the that's the one real critical fair um thing that you could say about loki season one there's it, not a lot of resolution it, there it's just we want like even, you just kind of ended it well even if there's no resolution it set us up for something bigger and this was what we got next yeah. and it, it's almost it. <laughs> kind of like after we uh, we watched uh, what is it uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, yeah. and then we go see Ant Man. Yeah, right. It's like yeah, you're fine. We had a good time, mm-hmm. but like, uh, come on, like some big stuff just happened. So, I, I have a feeling if we were to watch this at a different point in time, or maybe if there's a more casual MCU maybe, fan out there that doesn't even know this is out there, then they watch it in a year or two. They're like, oh, that, you know, that maybe, was fun. So it, it, maybe if the cinematic movies were in order and Doctor Strange had played right before this or right after this, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. But I don't feel like there's – like, nothing here – there were no consequences on the whole that we know of right now. Um, uh-huh. Other than the fact we're getting a season two. And we will get that episode with um, Gamora, by the way. Um, so if anyone's worried, yeah, that, we will get it. <laughs> that better not be the season premiere, right? Or yeah. if you're going to lay it on me first, do like a two-episode premiere because I feel like we kind of know Fit, where it's going yeah. to end yeah, up, right? Fix, fix it a little bit. Change it up for us a little bit. Um, give us something interesting. But, yeah. Um, I, again, I think the action is fun. Um, again, I, I credit a friend of the show, Brian, who mentioned if a Black Widow is shooting Hawkeye's bow, does that make her black eye? Um, because she also <laughs> shot him in the eye and gave him a black eye. Uh. I said so. That was pretty fun. Um, I liked Azola in the chest of of Ultron after he kind of yeah. Took that over. was that was a wild imagery. I was like, whoa, okay, he's just right. That's there, huh? that's also how he looks in the comic books. He actually kind of looks like uh, a video chest in the 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 cavity of a like a big body as well so that was a little Mm. little fun homage um overall uh just just kind of okay i think it's it's perfectly fine i think dr strange is the most powerful person in this universe he literally saved everyone from dying every time with his little magical shield but that i do enjoy this doctor i'm glad he did wasn't full evil by the time of his last episode right yeah, I was really expecting him to just be like, you know, wild, out of control, like a yeah. maniac. And it seems like he's done some thinking in his little uh, cosmic egg yeah. that he has returned to now. If this show has done really anything, and I hope Jeffrey Wright continues on, yeah. but he, he, he does a great watcher. I'd love to see him, you know, somehow end up in live action. Like, what an amazing voice. I love watching the opening credits because yeah. I just love hearing him talk and say, what if it's just like it's just so uh, it's just like spine it's very spot it, it's on great. yeah yeah so um yeah i feel like the the whole series kind of sinks and swims based off the concepts sometimes even the voice acting because you know if you get a bad one it can be distracting mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think really like a, a lot of MCU fans, we want to get like we want to get back into it. And, you know, this could be no fault of the of the uh, people creating the stuff. Everything's been delayed due to the pandemic. Right. You know, we should have had Shang-Chi a while ago. We should have had all this stuff a while ago. But like I, I really want to dive back into the meat, the yeah. real meat of the it, MCU. I want to get back into the theories, the conspiracies, you know, shake it up uh, a little bit. We, we need the actual <laughs> yeah. shake up because I don't feel like this shake shook anything up. I will say I, before I forget. The, I didn't think they were going to reference the zombies episode, but it was really cool to see um, them drop. I think the Strange opened up the portal and dropped the Scarlet Witch right on him. He's like, this will delay him a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Uh, while we, while we and go. It, did, it, didn't, it didn't delay yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. he, he blew up the planet. Then he was like, how am I going to solve this? I'll just blow up the planet that these zombies are on. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, other than that, I don't, there's not much else I can think of, to be honestly, about this episode. Yeah, but. yeah it's it's like, I, I know it sounds like we're being harsh, but I no. think it's more like we just, we're just not that invested overall. Mm-hmm. So, like, my opinion is just kind of like, I just, I, I'm just not as invested as I thought I would be. So I feel like my opinion is not it, as strong as I thought. It at would its be. worst, the show is still good. Um, mm-hmm. At its worst, it's still good. Like, don't I, I think that's that's the thing. Like, but you know, we're we're dealing with great. You know, on the other spectrum, like right, Shang Chi, mm-hmm. great movie. Uh, Black Widow, you know, Loki, all these other things that are coming out. They're 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 and any of these shows at their worst are great or or yeah are still good. So. Um, it's just I, I expect a little bit more, and and for them to have the very interesting thing like we're gonna delay an episode despite that character being a main part of this episode yeah. is a but, very but we- weird. Yeah. But. Weirdly enough, though, it didn't. It wasn't too yeah. detracting to the overall because, like, you know, the Watcher. We understand what he's doing. He's jumping around the different multiverses, just grabbing whoever works, and just like uh, how the rest of the uh, cosmic defenders or whatever they whatever defenders of the multiverse. Them, yeah, they they don't know who these people are either. Yeah. So I kind of felt like I was in there. She was mm-hmm. like, "Who's the, who's this I, Gamora?" And <laughs> I I will say I went back and saw some still shots, you know, from this this episode and the animation, the backgrounds and the animation are still. I feel like they got better over time, or maybe I, I adjusted yeah. to them more. They were really really good. I had a good time yeah, looking the at it. Art direction is beautiful and amazing. I love how throughout the entire series they would still do a lot of explosion and lightning effects in normal like 2d animation mm-hmm. so i love the combinations oh, the, um, did you notice the the addition of the kirby crackle as you if they, as they call it in this episode are you familiar oh with that? yeah 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 mm-hmm. the, the black dots like to, to, to indicate what nether space and negative energy and stuff like uh, that the huge huge throwback to to um jack kirby artist in this one yeah so i i, I would love to see um you know, maybe the second season when it comes out. I think we, they've already kind of announced that they're going to be bringing in some newer mm-hmm. faces from the franchise. Uh, like, did they say that Shang Chi was going to be the, in one the, of these? I think they said. I think they said up? everything from Phase Four will be. Uh, uh, effect yeah on the table in this next season yeah I, yeah i love that idea so that's going to freshen things up a little bit at least now i'm more mentally prepared for what this show is yeah. you know it's not necessarily i don't have to watch it every single week or i'm going to be behind on like live action stuff i can kind of watch it at my leisure but i'm not i'm not going to watch it at my leisure because we talk about it every week and, on and the shows so, so why would i do thank, that <laughs> th- well thank god they're bite-sized you know they're 20 minutes or 20 mm-hmm. 20 to 30 minutes they're they're great little little things to to wash down uh, you know on a wednesday like like I sit down and watch this great I'll eat dinner while I do it it's fine yeah but just uh just go bigger go more crazy because I feel I, I feel like I'm already imagining the Shang Chi what if episode like what if his sister mm. you know was picked by the father to become like the successor for the rings and it's just like okay I mean I guess we're just gonna kind of get more of a slight variation uh, on the story I, I want I want to know if the, the I would like to see what if the uh, the soul sucker got into the, the Marvel main universe yeah like what if they didn't what if they didn't stop it yeah. and like what mania happens after that yeah just go bigger go more wilder go go, go crazy yeah, yeah i'm down for and, that. and um i think i think that's the other thing yeah like i want to i since we know they're mcu adjacent i i'm gonna not set my expectations but we're gonna see alternate universes where like everyone's an animal or like mm-hmm. hey this is a universe you know um you know if the avengers formed in the year 3000 instead of the year 2000 yeah. thing but like I, I don't know what the global appeal of it was overall but i'd love more funnier episodes right mm-hmm. like i loved how silly the thor episode yeah. was I, lo- I would love to see more silly stuff just like kind of really you know uh for lack of a better french take the piss out of some of 
the characters yeah. and some of the stories. Like, uh, I'd be down for more yeah, of that yeah. Too. Nothing, not everything doesn't have to be all doom and gloom right at the end of the day, mm. or like a one for one remake with a, a gender swap character. I agree with that. I think you and I talked about the Thor one kind of felt like a Looney Tunes episode, right? Like, oh my gosh, mm. we have to, or like a classic cartoon trip. Oh my gosh, the parents are pulling in the driveway. I th- we have to mm. do this. Like, I think even Rick and Morty did that at like one point where they like froze time and cleaned up the yep. thing. So I, yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to see some, some maybe even some more team ups that we would normally get in a movie as well. Um, you know, uh, you we uh, for lack of since we're talking Shang Chi, the Wong and Abomination, like you know, like to see them team oh, up yeah. a little bit more. Uh-huh. Like, what's that kind of look like? So, yeah, I think uh, overall it's a good season, but like you know, I don't. I think it shied away from greatness uh, by kind of playing it safe throughout the whole thing. So, mm. anything else you want to that? No, I mean we got we got more Marvel animated stuff down the pipeline. Yeah. I'm really curious what that's going to look like because this is the first time we've ever had like officially sh- sanctioned MCU animated stuff. Yeah. And I'm also curious how does that play with like the kid friendly stuff? I would say the Guardians of the Galaxy animated show which had been Great. airing for a couple oh, of years yeah. was pretty was pretty highly polished, you know, yeah. an action show but definitely kind of geared towards kids, right? You know, I feel like that's not going to ladder up to anything. Mm-hmm. So I I like if there's going to be more cinematic, you know, series, you know, are they trying to make them, you know, kid friendly? How does this all live with on the same streaming yeah. service? So I'm, I'm curious well, to see how this goes. I say give it consequences to the MCU at large. I think if you're going to, if you're going to get us invested on the whole, make it actually funnel up to the live action movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I don't think we're going to see this, this at all at the end of the day. All right, well, that's the episode, Mike. Let's get out of here. If people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. People want to know more about the show, what we're doing, listen to our Venom Let There Be Carnage review from last week. Where can they get all that good content at? Oh, head on over to Superhero Slate HQ, which is SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all of our awesome show notes and to find out where we host our little podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, please reach out and let us know what you're watching. Uh, Jim wants to know uh, what we're getting excited to watch during this uh, spooky holiday season. I'm in the middle of re-watching I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is a movie that I never really watched when I was a teenager back in school, so I feel like I'm revisiting it uh, for the first time, even though I've never really seen it. So, um, uh, yeah, let us know what you're watching this uh, this spook season, and then we'll uh, we'll throw some of those suggestions up there on the show yeah. in the next uh, week or so. Uh, but we love our super fans of the show, and if you want to be a super fan, it's so easy to do. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. Make sure you're getting vaccinated. We're going into the holiday season. It's getting colder. People are going inside. You need to make sure you're protected uh, and get vaccinated and... Uh, We'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Still, I'm still a little poof-orc, so I, I should have... Uh, I know. That's, I, that's uh, why I figured I'd get you on the, the housekeeping <laughs> stuff. Like, on the upswing. Let's get, let's get creative. <laughs>